Hey, welcome back everyone to the Reflex Blue Show. I'm your host Donovan Beery, and we are on season 15, I think. What is it? It's crazy or something like that. Wow. And before that, we did the, you know, the Via Design cast, so we've been actually podcasting here since 2005 for those who've been listening. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And and for those who picked up sometime else, thanks. Thanks for that too. We have with us uh, Connor Strange from Southeast Community College, who's interning here at 1119. He is co-hosting. Connor. Hey there, I'm Connor. And we brought in local illustrator, letter designer Amanda Waller. Hi. Walla. 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 Sorry. Yes. Walla Walla. All right. <laughs> Amanda, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be here and talk. This is a really cool place to have a podcast. We, we try to keep ourselves entertained, so we throw everything out. There's, yeah, there's, there's a not, lot. We don't keep boxes of the toys, so they're all just on display. Yeah, I can tell we already have a lot in common. Yeah, it's it's a shame because we, we did shrink the office size uh, what, almost two years ago, and, and all the Star Wars Legos went home, and there were a number <sighs> of those. You had the Battle of Hoth, the whole works. Wow. Yeah, so sorry. So Amanda, where where do where do listeners go to find your work? Like where do you where do you direct people to? I have my website, amandawalla.com. And that's and it's just W A L L A, right? Yep. Okay. And that just hosts some of my personal projects. You'll find some of my lettering and illustration stuff there. You'll see some of the nonprofit work that I've done. I like being able to work with the community to make sure that they're getting good design out there and seeing that influence their business. So I've done work with Amplify Arts and I did for the Sheely Town Market, which is near Field Club. That was a really fun project of mine. And you'll also see some of the Duel of the Ranks podcast that I'm on. Okay, and we'll talk about the Duel of the Ranks soon. But we want to talk about what got you into, because you have a number of like hand lettering what yeah. got you into what got you into that? We always ask people because anytime they get into a niche in design, uh-huh. there's usually a story of what led you down that path. Yeah. So in college, I was introduced to like the 100 Day Project by this artist. I think her name is Ella, Ellen Lupin, and it was essentially just picking up a habit for 100 days and just trying to get that pattern built into your design. And I decided to pick up hand lettering or just kind of doodling and drawing because I've always been kind of like that and I don't even remember if I got to the end of the 100 days but I had a lot of fun committing to that type of project so much so that it even ended up in my portfolio that ended up getting me my first job out of college so I was able to showcase that I was inspired by other mediums than just design and I was kind of self-motivated in that way. I think those people forget, and, and, and Connor, you're, you're, you're looking to graduate here in May. Yep, coming up. So people people forget that a lot of student portfolios kind of look the same Yeah, they do. And, and the things that stand out are those self-initiated projects. But I think the part that stands out more is if you do 100 days of something like that, it, it influences the rest of your portfolio. Oh, yeah. I, I would assume even, even if I see student books and... They all have the exact same projects in it. You you know pretty quickly who's doing work outside of class mm-hmm. or who has interests that are in the field outside of class. Right. Yeah. So that was that's something when I have talked to other students that I've really encouraged them to consider adding things to their portfolio that are their interests outside of just classwork that show how you are a creative person. Okay. Fantastic. Connor, Connor, what are you working on outside of class? Huh? We got we got to ask these things. 
Uh, I'm always trying to get that illustration a little bit better. I know, Amanda, you do some illustration of your own. And, you know, I've been working on Blender as well lately, trying to trying to get that 3D animation sort of stuff going. What, what got you into that, by the way? Like, where is it? I think I just have interest in kind of all the forms of art and design, and I thought it'd be something cool, different, kind of niche, but I think something I can also wrap my brain around because it, it it's just 3D design, 3D animation. And, and I would, I think I thought about doing stuff, something like that once, and then I realized I'm actually not good at three dimensions. Oof, yeah. It is, it is actually like, like I love taking ceramics class, drawing. Mm. I could paint better than I could do the, the, the third dimension stuff. Well, mm. and you saying that, I feel like I was drawn to lettering because I understood letter forms really well and there was sort of a really clear definition of what letters should look like or how they can look where I struggle in what Connor is more skilled in which is like drawing forms and faces and hands like that's not where my strengths come in so letters were sort of a a nice structured format for me to explore. And for 100 day I think it works great too because you know you can just go. You can just go down the alphabet if you need you to, right? You could go a single letter. You could do phrases. Yeah. So what am I going to do today? Well, I did C yesterday. I guess it's on to D. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and there's so many different ways. Like, how many different ways can you come up with a capital D or a lowercase D? Turns out a lot. Yeah. Turns out a lot. Yeah. Which which was the which is the best letter? Um, I like A. A is a nice strong start to the alphabet. It's also in my name quite a lot. So. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of A's there. Yeah. I was just asking. Yeah. Second second favorite? Probably Z. Oh, you're just you're just yeah. just you know, pull like I like all all ends of the alphabet. Enveloping the whole thing. I love it. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna be right back with Amanda Walla. All right, so Amanda, enough, you know, actual enough about design stuff. Um, which, by the way, your work's great. Go check it out, AmandaWalla.com. And and oh, we should say, Connor, where do, where do people go to see your work? I have a art and design Instagram, Strange Art and Design, all one word. Check strange it out. Strange Art and Design. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's go back. What's the name of the podcast? Duel of the Ranks. Duel of the Ranks. Yep, it is a Star Wars podcast, so it's a play on words of the famous Duel of the Fates song by John Williams, and the premise is that myself and three other co-hosts rank all of the Star Wars content against each other, and so thus the name Duel of the Ranks. Okay, so what, which is the um, strongest of the Ewok movies? Um... I love Return of the Jedi. No, I meant the the oh the actual Ewok oh movies. we have not they, reviewed those. It's probably best. Okay, well now they're going to rank low. <laughs> Spoiler low. We have not we have reviewed all of the films, but we have not reviewed the Christmas special and any of the Ewok films. So we might have to get a list after this recording of other media we need to include. All right. Well, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you some advice on the on the Christmas special. Okay. Because you know of it, obviously. Yes. And I don't know, Connor, if you know of it. Yeah. It's, it's aired one time, I believe, right? Okay. And because it, it is, it's also go, not going to rank high. Yeah. This this is not well known. I mean, it's never been officially released. Um, it, it aired on TV one time in what, was it 78? 
I'm not sure. I think it was 78. Everybody was in it. It was a show that was made based on a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only explanation. Yeah. Every, you know, even Harrison Ford's in this thing. So you have a show where Carrie Fisher's singing, Harrison Ford's in it, Mark Hamill's in it, Darth Vader shows up, and instead it's all... 75% of it is Wookiees speaking in subtitle. Wow. <laughs> it is painful. There's a short cartoon that, that introduces Boba Fett. Where he's like right in that dinosaur. Yes. Yeah. That is fun. Yeah. That's fun. I would recommend if you can find it, because I think the copy I have at home right now is not this one. It's, it's just the straight special, and it is... I mean, there's a lot of fast forwarding, even, no matter how big of a pain. <laughs> but when I first saw it, a lady I worked with at the campus print shop, she gave me a VHS tape of it because she had it. And that was more entertaining to watch because it was like a copy of the full original broadcast and it had the TV commercials from the TV. <laughs> and, the TV and seeing retro TV commercials was more enjoyable than seeing the show. So if you wow. let me review it, I would recommend. Trying to find one with TV commercials still intact. Nice. So the breaks of the TV commercials reinvest you in, in the interest of it. I think so. Yeah. You might say, hey, it's going to add 20 minutes of time, but that might be the best 20 minutes of time of the review. Okay. Good to know. That's going to be my take. I don't... I don't... I think I think that... I don't know if I've even watched it all the way through, even though I was borrowed a copy and, and gave it, because... Wow. That fast forward button is very tempting. Okay. Yeah, we have not reviewed it yet, so we'll probably wait until next holiday season to, to get around to that one. Okay. Good luck finding one. Yeah. And, and if you can get the commercials, that that is. And I'm assuming that the commercials were different based on where, you know, because yeah. there are a lot of local commercials, but it, it wouldn't matter. They, would, they were still the highlight. <laughs> All right, so we're here to talk. There's a new... There's going to maybe be some spoilers here for people. But yeah. So, but, so to let you know, we are through episode four, right, mm-hmm. of the book of Boba Fett. Yep. I can tell that you're a big Boba Fett fan. Yes. I have brought a few things to prove my credentials. This is my original Boba Fett action figure. Wow. I got back in, well, it would have been probably 1980, right? 79 or 80. So this, and at the time, the, the gun is, uh, is uh, you know, I lost that. I was like five years old. Oh. So. And and at the time, and this is part of the reason this character is so popular, this was the coolest toy that had ever been made. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot because one of our co-hosts is a huge Boba Fett fan, and we've given him a hard time because we're like, what has Boba Fett done to be the biggest, like, your favorite character up until the show? And, you know, he sticks by it. <laughs> The answer to that for, for for a lot of people of my age, whether they think so or not, is because of that figure. Yeah, that's what I've kind of deduced. Is just he's cool. Yeah, that was the coolest toy we had, which which might be more about what the toys were at that time than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't move much or whatever, but it looked cool, and you didn't know what it was. In fact, you liked it before you even saw the movie that he was in. Yeah. And, and and I'm sure that the color on there is inaccurate. There's a lot of inaccuracies on it, but it was sweet. Yeah. You didn't even see his face. I always thought, up until the uh, episode two came out, I'm mm-hmm. like, he could be an alien. Under yeah. There. I don't know why they, you know, never said he wasn't, right? Yeah. So are you liking the series? Well, it's hard for me not to like a Boba Fett series that's got a high budget on it. Yeah. 
but but I don't. It's also hard to rate something. That how many episodes is this thing gonna be? Um, we've done about seventeen or eighteen. No, no, I mean not not your podcast. How many episodes is the, is the Boba Fett show gonna be? I think seven or eight. Okay, it's pretty short. Yeah, and so I think it's only supposed to be one season. Probably. So so we're. I just look at it as a, we're reviewing something that's two thirds of the way through a movie, mm-hmm. and then you're like, is it good or not? And you're like, well, it depends. It could be great depending on how these next few episodes mm-hmm. go, or it could just be. Well, it's been hard for us to rank them, too, because, like I said, we're ranking all of the media against each other. So we do have a tab on our website that's just where all of the movies fall. And then eventually we'll get into all of the shows and see where all of the shows fall. But then there's what we rank everything. And some of these episodes, like particularly Chapter 4, which came out last week, ranked a little bit higher than some of the movies. And that's controversial. But it's it's a fun thing to discuss and get people talking. Right. Oh, and I also brought the this is this is the actual comic book, um, Star Wars the comic eighty one back when there was only one Star Wars. This is the one where Boba actually escapes. We sort of like that. Wow. That's actually so so. This is not canon anymore, obviously. Yeah. But but um. He originally came out straight through the jetpack, and I think probably how they did it in the show was probably more realistic. Yeah. Because his jetpack kind of malfunctioned, which is why he flew in there, mm-hmm. which has always driven me nuts. But wow, that is really cool. And this, and this, I think I don't, I don't know if I had this when it came out, but I, but I, I have got this later, but we've had it forever. So, so what's ranking the best so far? Um, so far. We, so the way that we rank them is the four of us give a score of one to five on five different categories. The story, the characters, technical aspects, which include like choreography, cinematography, music, and the immersive universe. And we collectively can have up to 25 points equaling 100 total. So we take our cumulative total and that's what it gets ranked. So okay. far, the highest ranked piece of media that we've watched is Rogue One. Okay. Okay. I do think, yeah, and, and part of it is how you set up your ranking system, I'm sure, makes mm-hmm. things too. Like, like the, the first movie is hard to be. It well, might come out low and immersive because so, there's nothing to immerse itself. Right. In. And honestly, A New Hope is one of my least favorite of the Star Wars films. But I still ranked it pretty, pretty well because I had to acknowledge that it starts this whole this whole thing off and I respect what it did even though I'm not going to want to watch it all the time in my free time it's not the one that I go back to so that's also been challenging because one of the other co-hosts he hates Revenge of the Sith because it's so painful to watch but he ranked it really high because he realizes how good it is okay there are a lot of movies that you watch that you're like, that movie was incredible. I will never watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And which is which has been your highest ranked one then? Uh, Rogue One, for sure. I gave it a perfect score, which was really fun to revisit. I remember watching it when it came out in theaters, and it felt a lot slower watching it. And the more times that I've come back to it, it's one of the most perfect Star Wars films. It captures the... The hope and hopelessness, the real consequences of war, and yeah, just, I love it, yeah. Okay. 
Hunter, do you have a, do you have a, do you have yours? Um, I think I would actually have to go with either Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, or The Force Awakens. Kind of bold going for a, a sequel trilogy movie in my top movies, but that's good. It's it's a good one. It's one they still had a through line for those movies because only one had come out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, bouncing back to the extended universe, real momentarily, I wonder if Disney's going to go the same route that they have with Marvel in which they're kind of leaking back in decanonized material uh, into the MCU because it was so good. Mm. Like, they're bringing back different stuff that people used to like. And I wonder if they'll do the same with Star Wars from the EU. I I think the thing is, is over time, like Marvel, they have so many years of stuff to work with that Mm. they've used it almost like... You know, their comic books now are considered their, I guess, is considered their research and development, where they figure out what works, what characters work, and then they bring it into something that they actually make money on, which which is weird, but that's that's how they work. Mm-hmm. And I would assume that they're looking at things that fans like, because, you know, if, if you have to bring in characters, they have a lot of them created. So. I think we're in a really golden age of Star Wars right now, too with all of the television shows that have been coming out, I think Star Wars TV series are better than most of the movies. So I I think that it's a great time to be a new Star Wars fan or to be jumping into the Clone Wars for the first time. Yeah, there was, I mean, the dark days were after, were after Return of the Jedi. There was nothing. Yeah. There was 16 years of nothing. That stunk mm-hmm. as a fan. You had, um, so, so, you know, I'm going to say that of course, my favorite is is going to be Empire Strikes Back. My favorite of the movies. Yeah. But but I but I think I've gone on record. My favorite Star Wars media is the first half hour of Return of the Jedi. Mm. And I think because seeing that in the theater, that was amazing. Like like with all the monsters and and everything is you know puppets and yeah real and the experience of seeing that. But then but then the rest of the movie um, was not as good. But but up until they leave they leave the planet. That was I consider that the best um, and most rewatchable of all the all the media. Plus, it's when I when I say rewatchable, I'm like you can watch it for like half an hour, forty five minutes, and you're done. Yeah, <laughs> so it's hard to rewatch them. Like I've been loving the Mandalorian, but I'm like I don't I don't have time to rewatch the whole thing. Yeah, and, and I don't know mm-hmm. I just rewatch one episode. So, so have you seen like the Clone Wars or Rebels? Um, we I've seen. Probably eighty percent of the Clone War cartoons, maybe because okay. I think I started watching them. I watched a few of them, and then and then my daughter she would watch some of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think we we. It's I hard to watch them. I didn't know where I was before, so I just jumped back in somewhere. Yeah, it's hard because that was also when TV shows were like twenty four episodes a season. Yes. So you definitely have more filler episodes that are like, okay, is this moving the story? It also jumps around in the timeline quite a bit in those first couple seasons, but... It was weird at the end where all of a sudden you, you see the things that happened in episode um, seven, like, appear. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, these actually, you know, do... And, and we did watch, I think we're halfway through the first episode of The Bad Batch. Oh, okay. I think we started watching, but... Yeah. But I don't watch as many of the cartoons. I don't have so much time. mm well, you're missing out. <laughs> okay. Which is the best of the cartoons? I love Star Wars Rebels. Um, what's unique about Rebels in is that, well, Clone Wars, like I said, it's a lot longer. You have seven seasons, like 24-ish episodes. 
Uh, Clone Wars is five, or Rebels is five seasons. It starts with a whole new cast, so you're not like dependent on having a prior relationship or knowledge of these characters, and you're able to then build authentic emotional relationships with them throughout. And it's it's just a really great story. I cried in that series harder than I've ever cried in any other piece of Star Wars content. So. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And you get some really awesome... You know Ahsoka, right? Yes, and she was introduced in the... In Clone Wars. Yeah. She... And she, and her and Vader do see each other in Rebels. And that is some of the best that you will see. Oh, yeah. And that's one of those characters where they've actually pulled into now the live action. Yeah. She's going to get her own live action series. Man. And then we got the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Which I'm also excited for. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, oh, uh, me and my daughter, we watched all of, was it Resistance, that show? I have not watched Resistance yet. I don't know if it's as good, but, but you know, I mean, it's, it's written, I'll, I, I will think it's watch written it. for a younger audience. Yeah. But I think part of the reason I was, like, on that is I'm like, okay, it's a younger audience, I'll watch it with her, and then also I was like, okay, it's only 40 episodes and I'm not making any more, so I knew there yeah. wasn't, like, okay, we can do this mm-hmm. over, you know, period of time. How old is your daughter? She's nine. Okay. So... Oh she's God. in prime Star Wars age. Yeah, she's got she's in a Harry Potter now though. Oh okay, yeah. Which 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 if you think about it, Harry Potter is kind of like our generation Star Wars. Like we will look back in the next like thirty years and have old Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson reviving like their old sequel trilogy roles. You know. Did you watch that reunion? We actually just started it last night, but we didn't finish it so. It, by the end of it, you're, you're like, oh, my heart I need strings. to come back, yeah. <laughs> See, now, that was, I, I think I, I, got too, I was too old for that yeah. for, to be introduced, but, but I just started watching them. I started watching the Harry Potter movies because I told my daughter if she read them, I would watch them. And she's now through book five, so we've watched the first five movies. Nice. And so we've been watching the reunion. They've been, they, they, they did a great job of, what are they doing? Like partitioning. Yeah, partitioning yeah. it into like two episodes at a time, mm-hmm. or sorry, two movies at a time. Yeah. And so we've watched the first half because she's read all of those books. Nice. And we watched and we watched the movies. So, so it's just paused. And I guess when when she finishes the sixth book and watches, then we'll watch the next section of it. Yeah, so we'll that's so cool. Then you get to avoid spoilers. Right. That's why I'm like that 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 HBO special. Like I don't know. If, I'm sure they didn't plan that. They're like. Oh, spoiler on a movie that was out a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> the first one's 20 years ago. But, yeah. But it's helped me, so I'll go with that. All right, we will be right back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So, where do people go to find the podcast? Duelofthereinks.com. Duel of the Ranks. Yep. Okay. Dot com. We're available and streaming. On everywhere you can get your podcasts, Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, we're also on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. And what hashtag do people use to tell you that you're wrong on all your choices? <laughs> because with Star Wars, that's half the thing, right? Yes, it really is. <laughs> um, we'd love it if you just uh, comment on our posts or use hashtag DOTR um, to get our attention. We also stream live, um, our episodes every Thursday at 7 p.m. We have a link to join our live episodes on our website and you can join our chat and yell at us right there (laughs) in the moment. Right. Right. 
And I think the Mandalorian, the, the thing that's been amazing about that is it's the first thing that's come out since Empire Strikes Back that does not have a large portion of the fan base hating it. Yeah. That's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, because that is... Book I mean, of Boba Fett has not been so lucky. Right. Like, like that's it. Just Mandalorian. That's the only yeah. thing so far. But, it, you know, give it another few... And they will hate it. And they I will find that, a way. Do you think that's why they're gonna they're 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 doing one more season? They said right, and then they're gonna roll it into something else because they said they're gonna change the name of it. Is the is the word? Mm. Yeah, I I kind Maybe of like they, where this is going though. As far as like, well, I don't want a a seven or eight season long show. I like kind of the smaller storytelling that you get in these. Yeah, from what I from what I've gathered is they're not gonna get rid of it they're just gonna it's gonna like spin off to something yes there Mm. you go turn into a different something else with a different name like maybe they'll follow more than just the mandalorian well or maybe they know that three seasons is all they can have and then they're like we we don't want to ruin the uh the goodwill we've earned so here's some of my speculation since it's called the mandalorian we know din jaren is the mandalorian but with boba fett being getting his own show we know bo katan was in season two of The Mandalorian. There's a lot of history about Mandalore and how it has factions of families that were at war. Part of me is thinking that it's leading to the different families of Mandalore combining and uniting again to take back Mandalore from the crime syndicates, which would be really cool. So, I mean, it could just be Mandalore or like Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the story is is that they're I've seen they're gonna just change the name and it'll be something else. Hmm. But I think it'll continue its whatever it's doing. There's also the angle that, you know, come season two we'll be able to tell, but is Grogu the main character? Well, he's not the Mandalorian, obviously, but is that where the story is gonna progress hmm. afterwards? So so it takes fifty well, Grogu would be about what fifty two now. Yeah. And, and obviously his development is not human 52. Yeah. Like, how much in the future do we have to jump before he becomes, um, he goes through his annoying phase and yeah. becomes, like, <laughs> a, a, like, actual Jedi-ish warrior mm-hmm. if he goes that route? Yeah. I, and it's hard to imagine season three of Mandalorian not having Grogu or Baby Yoda. So that'll be really interesting. I My prediction is that I think Bob, Book of Boba Fett will end on a note my own prediction is that Fennec has to reveal that she has met Boba's sister Omega from the Bad Batch which may may be a spoiler but and then that will lead into season two of the Bad Batch which is supposed to come out this spring okay yeah it's it's gotta be I was just thinking about this the logistical nightmare of this like like currently the Marvel Universe you know, there's there's kind of a timeline, and they and they do every now and then. They add what Captain Marvel. They're like, oh, we're just going to jump back forty years and do a one-off story. But but here we have a universe that has um, like six active timelines mm-hmm. within like a hundred-year span, and now they're talking about you know even going back to Knights of the Old Republic or something. Like I don't know how who maps that out, but that has to be. Yeah, I'm really hoping we get some Old Republic um, content. In the future. Yeah, because because that, that that'll make it more confusing. So. Yeah. <laughs> so you figure out what what year you follow out of these twelve hundred years that they're talking about at the same time. Fun. Yeah. 
Well, Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And Connor, thank you for, for, for being here as well. Of course. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back, well, eventually. We'll see. We'll eventually start recording again. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Murray is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dust Lab.